Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. When you are missing something, either physically, obviously we chose to go away and get refreshed and be on vacation with some of the closest people in our world. But sometimes you have to do that in order to realize what you have. And so my biggest revelation was the power of being in community and the power of being in church while we were away. And I was thinking about from Revive Conference, the whole conference was called Revive. One of the most profound things I took away from that was when Pat Masidi spoke and he talked about, okay, Christians, yes, it's amazing that you pray for revival, but have you realized you're in revival? This is the hour for the church. This is the time for the church to shine. And I want Christians and believers and people that are in church to never shy away from knowing what we have is golden, knowing what we have is sacred, knowing what we have is powerful, knowing what we can bring to the world is what people need. And ever since 2020 happened, obviously we all got shaken, some perspectives were changed, maybe your physical situation has changed, maybe things changed in your life since we all had a little bit of rumble. But that has made us only more potent, more powerful, more necessary, more essential. And as you go out into this world and invite people to church, remember that. I want to encourage you not to be afraid to invite your neighbors, invite your friends. Everyone in this world needs God. They need Jesus and they need a community to do life with. And we have the answer. The church is the only boat afloat in these days, right? I went from, I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat, to I'm in church, I'm in church. And they're both great, but church is the one that's going to save lives, people. <laughs> so we're going to get into it. I'm going to start off with lots of Word of God, lots of Scripture. So hang with me. I chose the message version because I knew I'd be reading a lot of it. And the message version sometimes can get a little more detailed and get a little bit more like, oh, really? It says that? So I want you to hang with me as I read this. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. You can, and this is gonna be 12 to 31. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no, no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. Each of us is now a part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained at one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we once used to identify ourselves, labels like Jew or Greek, slave or free, are no longer useful. We need something larger, more comprehensive. Verse 14, I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body just isn't a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. If foot said, I'm not elegant like hand, embellished with rings, I guess I don't belong on the, the body, would that make it so? If ear said, I'm not beautiful like the eye, transparent and expressive, I don't deserve a place on the head, would you want to remove it from the body? If the body was all an eye, how could it hear? If all an ear, how could it smell? As it is, we see that God has carefully placed each part of the body right where he wanted it. Verse 19, but I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what are you a part of. An enormous eye or a gigantic hand wouldn't be a body, but a monster. What we have is one body with many parts, each its proper size and in its proper place. No part is important on its own. 
Can you imagine eye telling hand, get lost, I don't need you, or head telling foot, you're fired, your job has been phased out. As a matter of fact, in practice, it works the other way. The lower the part, the more basic and therefore necessary. You can live without an eye, for instance, but not without a stomach. When it's a part of your body you are concerned with, it makes no difference whether the part is visible or clothed, higher or lower. You give it dignity and honor just as it is without comparisons. If anything, you have more concern for the lower parts than the higher. If you had to choose, wouldn't you prefer good digestion to full-bodied hair? Don't know. Great question. The Bible makes you think. The way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church, every part dependent on every other part, the parts we mention and the parts we don't, the parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. You're familiar with some of the parts that the God that God has formed in his church, which is his body. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracle workers, healers, helpers, organizers. Anyone want to say amen for the organizers in the house? And those <laughs> and those who pray in tongues. But it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body and not a gigantic, undimensional part. It's not all apostle, not all prophet, not all miracle worker, not all healer, not all prayer in tongues, not all interpreter of tongues. And yet some of you keep competing for so-called important parts. Boom! The word of God is so good. How good is that? I could just, bye guys. (laughs) But no, I can't. There's more. Altar girl, uh, oh, babe, you want to? <laughs> Hi, live streamer. So glad you're with us today. I just remembered I'm on live stream. I got to be nice to my husband. I love you, babe. <laughs> just kidding. It's a joke, people. The title of my message is handcrafted. Handcrafted, because each and every one of us is handcrafted by God with a unique calling and purpose to build and serve the kingdom. And like my husband said, we're in the movie series right now, so I actually picked my favorite movie, I think, of all time, and the series is called That'll Preach, and literally almost every word from this movie, I'm like, that'll preach, and that'll preach, and that'll, and there's pastors, and there's people with dysfunctions, and there's the church, and there's the body, and there's the musical. It's a musical about a musical, which is amazing all within itself. So if you haven't seen it, who here has seen Sing 2? Okay, so for those of you that sing 2, seen Sing 2, obviously took a step of faith after you saw Sing 1, because Sing 1 average. Scene two, out of this world. Like, amazing. So if you haven't seen scene two because you thought scene one was just average, please go home and do your homework and watch scene two because it will really help amplify the points in my message. And you're going to love it. So I wanted you to meet some of the characters from scene two. There are so many characters I could pull out. I could do a part two, four, five, six, seven, eight series on this. But I chose three characters to pull out today because these animals, actually I was going to say people, they're animals, which is quite ironic, with different backgrounds, different things going on, different mentalities, different heart issues, all of the different things of humanity coming together and creating a magnificent show by the end of it. And I've chosen a few characters to highlight this morning, so I want to introduce you to the first one, the producer of the musical, the man with the purpose, Mr. Moon. Let's go ahead and roll this clip. Oh, for heaven's sake. (sighs) What can I say, Nana? I'm a failure. Oh, Poppycock. I was reaching too high. Honestly, one negative comment and it's all, woe is me. Nana, come on. She said I'm not good enough. I mean, heck, I've just been told that my destiny, all of my hopes and dreams, they all end right here. Well, what did you expect? That she would drop to her knees and declare you a genius? Roll out the red carpet for the great Buster Moon. She she <laughs> ran me off the road into a canal. Well, you're still in one piece, aren't you? Well, yeah, but... Well, anyone who dares set out to follow their dreams is bound to face a lot worse than a dip in the canal. 
Ah, Hobbs, I found him. Uh, bring the car around, will you? There's a good chap. I, I, I just thought she'd at least see you deserved a shot. Never mind what this person you don't even know said. Do you think you're good enough? Hello. Of course. Then you must fight for what you believe in. Guts, stamina, Woo. faith. These are the things you need now. And without them? Well, maybe that scout was right. Maybe you're not good enough. Hello. But trust me on this, it'll be totally worth it. And listen, I'm outside her place now, so can you call the others and have a meet-up in half an hour? Great, thank you. That'll preach, come on. My first point is this, God gives you purpose. God gives you purpose. But I wanna tell you that every once in a while, you'll need a Nana like that one in your life to remind you of the purpose that God's given you. See, he had his amazing show. He was pumped full of confidence and purpose to bring this show to the world. He, he thought without a shadow of a doubt that what he was gonna deliver was gonna be accepted and amazing, but it turns out from the scout, it wasn't. And he felt like his life was over, his dreams were crushed, but he gets back up again and he does not give up. How often in our lives do we get discouraged by something and we decide to give up? See, I had a, a situation in my own life a couple of weeks ago, just very new and recent. And I had a situation like Moon where I had to go to my bed and cover my face with a pillow, not really, but I acted like that. And a pity party. And I said, I got some feedback about something I did, and it, it was from someone who I love and honor and respect. And I folded like a deck chair, Dr. Matt, but only for a hot second. Only for a hot second. I had my moment where I had a meltdown under my pillow. I'm not called to this. Why do I even do this? How come God's making me do this? If they don't like me the way I am, then why do I need to keep doing it? Anyways, yeah, that was me. Temper tantrum city right here. But I only let it last a moment. And that's what Moon did. He let it last a moment because it's gonna take guts, stamina, and faith. When you get discouraged in the house of God, outside the house of God, in the world, in the business, in the marketplace, anywhere you go, there's humanity. And the body of Christ is made up of humanity. And the world outside is made up of humanity. And no one's perfect. You're gonna have pastors, leaders, people you serve with, people in your life that you're gonna get offended by, that are gonna say negative things, but do you stick to the purpose that God's called you to and do you know your purpose that God's called you to? Corrective conversations are a sign that your leader or your friend or your pastor cares. And if you have yet to discover your calling and your purpose, whether inside and outside the house of God, either or or both, then I want you to serve. I want you to get on a team. That's the best way. Listen, I started as a DNA check-in person. I would sit there and I'd be so scared for the next person to walk up and check in because I didn't even know what to say. Hi, what's your name? But I knew God had called me and I was constantly reminded by the incredible people around me to step into the calling. And it was funny, I was even getting ready in the green room today and someone said, you look like a news broadcaster. I'm like, well, gee, thanks, but it's much better now because I get to preach and share and news broadcast the word of God to the people of God and have fun doing it. So praise God. I remember back in the day, Pastor Audrey, beautiful Pastor Audrey, our worship leader, amazing. She was my connect leader. And we were like, newbie, this is like a few months into, I don't even think I was married yet. It was a few months into coming church, like 17 years ago. And I got on a team and I was decorating the bathrooms. 
Like we are, we're in the boys and girls club and the bathrooms are disgusting. And they, for whatever reason, asked me to join that team. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, anyways, I had to get, I didn't care actually in the time. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited about God's calling in my life. I'm going to go decorate the bathroom. No idea this was coming. <laughs> but um, I came to church early to get the bathrooms decorated. And I think I had a grumpy face on my, look on my face. And Pastor Audrey goes, Michaela, why do you look like that? I'm like, what? I'm just here to decorate the bathrooms. Uh. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you can't show up to serve the house of God like that. And I'm like, okay, all right, thanks. <laughs> and I can tell you, that's one little funny example, but there's been so many in my life, and I'm sure some of you experience similar moments serving in the house with other humans of moments like that. But remember, God has called you and he has a purpose for your life. It's gonna take moments like that that will shape you into God's calling for your life. And I'm gonna tell you, being a Christian in the world today is a little harder, I feel like, than it used to be, according to some, some what I've heard back in the day. I mean, I'm sure it's always one thing, but um, right now, 2020 after COVID and we're building the church, we are like the ones that are fighting against the enemy's hand and the spiritual climate of this world. And it's gonna take that guts, that courage and that faith to be able to even just keep your faith strong. And I wanna encourage you that we all have a calling, a purpose by God, for God. And we, are, we need to discover that to come together to create this beautiful thing called the body of Christ. I wanna play one last clip that has to do with Moon to see what he does next. Little guy, you're here for the audition? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes we are. Guys, we're on, right now. Now? <gasps> your name, hey, your name please? Uh, it's Buster Moon from the New Moon Theater. And we're very excited to share our story with you today, sir. Right guys? Yeah, great, now get to it. Of course, yes. Okay, guys, just like we rehearsed. This is the story of an ordinary high school girl who discovers... He wants you to stop. Ordinary and school. Two words I will never be associated with. Never, never. Where the heck did you dig these guys up from, huh? If you could all leave very quickly, we'd appreciate that, please. I need big shows, Jerry. Big ideas. Yes, sir, big, the biggest. Hey, I have a big one. Okay, honey, come on, let's go. You know the sci-fi musical. That's big, right? Um, I mean, it's oh, got uh, the aliens and the robots and the lasers and these amazing songs from like Clay Calloway too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Clay Calloway? I love Clay Calloway. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, doesn't everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, Jerry, this is exactly the kind of big idea I'm talking about. Yes, sir. So, uh, so what's the show called? What's it called? Um... Guther, you, uh, you want to uh, tell Mr. Crystal what it's called? Uh-huh, it's called Out of This World. Out of This World. That's right. Just imagine it. Ash? Uh, yeah, I got it. A spectacular musical that takes your audience out of this world. I want to run. I want to hide. I love this song. I want to reach out and touch the flame where the streets have no name. Sir, your lunch meeting with... Oh, my... Not now. Moon, how did you get in here? Hey, he said not now. Psst. Yeah, I heard him. Thanks, Jerry. Are you telling me you got Clay Calloway's permission to use his song? Well, what if I told you I did? Oh. Okay, so what, you got some kind of personal connection to this guy? How else would I get it? Wait, if you know him, then you could get him in the show, right? Oh, that'd be huge for me. Huge. Sir, I'm sorry, but seriously, you think this little guy from nowhere can get Clay Calloway in the show? Well, Suki, for your information, I am not just a little guy from nowhere. Consider it done, sir. I'll give you three weeks, Moon. Three weeks to get this show up and running, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. 
Mommy, do you really know Craig Calloway? Come now. Jerry! Oh, right here, sir. I want these guys to start work right away. Set them up with our designers, our dancers, whatever. He gets the show. Come on. His guts, faith, and stamina pays off. He fights his way in there, gets in front of Mr. Crystal, gets in front of the scout. The scout is still so like, I'm so against you. I'm, you're not going to succeed. You think this little nobody from Podunk could do anything. And Mr. Crystal holds his confidence, holds his, his calling. He knows he has a purpose to, to bring this show to pass. And it happens. And Mr. Crystal says, all right, three weeks, Moon. Otherwise, basically, you're dead meat. So <laughs> Moon's putting his life on the line for this thing. All right, I want to introduce you to the second character, Johnny. Johnny's my favorite. He, is, he actually has a really incredible gift, but he's definitely not qualified. Why don't you guys check the screen to see Johnny? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sorry, I'm late, Mr. Kicking Clover. I was practicing all morning. I just lost track of time. Oh. I thought maybe you had been involved in a terrible accident and we'd never have to see you again. But never mind. Seriously? Why'd you have to be so mean all the time? Cause only when we suffer can we be great. Places everyone! Ryan, you'll be playing his opponent in the climax of the scene. Now, let's see if little Johnny has learned the steps. Talk to you about maybe. You got a license to perform here? Actually, I'd love a chat. Let's go. Here you go. One volcano smoothie with extra chocolate lava. Shut off. Eh. 50 bucks. Honestly, if you could just give me some dance lessons, you would literally be saving my life. Wait, if you're on a real show, how come you don't have a choreographer? I do. But it turns out he's a massive weirdo. <coughs> and how do I know that you're not a weirdo? Hmm? How do I know that you're legit? Well, just come with me to rehearsal, see for yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not just going to follow some guy I don't know to rehearsal. Well, how else am I supposed to prove that I'm legit? Shaking, I love it when you go crazy. You take all my illusions, baby. There's nothing holding me back. 
I'm his dance coach, and I really love that hat. She's right. Great hat. You think some riffraff street dancer can help you more than me? Riffraff? Okay, okay, hang on. She's just going to give me some extra lessons, that's all. Oh, because I, Klaus Kick and Clobber, master choreographer, am not good enough for John. No, that's not what I mean. Yes, I'm irrelevant to him. I'm just a stupid, fat old monkey. I don't think that at all. I do. Shh, please. She's only trying to help me, that's all. Dude, anyway, I only need two days with him. Two days? Ha! Two hundred years, more like. Two days, he'll be amazing. Oh, really? Well, if he is, I will eat my hat. Okay, everybody? Yes! Whoa, mate. You're not ready to be busting out these moves. Sorry. Look at you. Klaus has thrown you in the deep end and drained out all of your confidence like... <laughs> Don't worry, we'll build up to it, step by step. Just forget what Klaus told you and go with the flow. Hey, uh, uh, I'd rather be nobody other than me. Mark my words, my talk ain't cheap. Life's a dream, but I'm not sleep. Uh, I feel like a work of art. I'm not easily forgot. Had to set myself apart. I'm just following my heart. I'm just following my path. I'm just here to make it last. I'm not living in the past. You don't feel me kiss my. Oh, oh, sueltate. Point number two is God qualifies you. See, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Johnny had the opportunity to take himself out the moment he realized, wow, I am not going to get this with this instructor. But he made a decision to seek out and get the coaching and get the skill set that he needed in order to walk into his calling. Hebrews 13.20 says this, now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dear our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. God wants to equip you for everything good so that you can operate in his will. And I love Johnny because it's actually his state of his heart and his willingness to go after it more than it is his qualifications. Like he actually was bad if you compare him to the rest of the other dancers. But he, he had a state of a heart that was determined and soft and he actually didn't let the words of the mean instructor get to him. He took those mean words and it helped motivate him and he actually didn't respond with anger. Oh my goodness, he was upset, he broke his board, but he didn't respond back to the instructor with, oh, oh really, you say that about me? This is what I say about you. No, he just went and proved him wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He just went, he got motivated, hired someone that was awesome, 50 bucks. See, he actually offered to sew into getting better coaching and instruction. What a concept. Sewing and reaping. Build your confidence knowing that you can do more than you think you can with him on your side. We all have the skills, but we all have to be developed. I remember when I first, like I said, I was asked to check people in at DNA, but then after I got comfortable with that, I was asked to do something else that included public speaking, and I flipped a lid. But I had to get the right coaching and encouragement so that I could step into what God has called me to. Amen. 
Let's move on to meeting Calloway, uh, the next character. He's the lion who lost his way due to pain that was undealt with. Turn on the tap for me. Tap? Uh, sure. So anyway. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Moon, you okay? I'm okay! It's tea? You drink it? I promise. This is going to be the most wonderful, I mean, fantastic show ever. Did you put honey in this? And, and the ending? Oh, boy. I mean, it's going to end with you and your song. Mm. You don't want to do the show. Besides, both my singing voice, so... Your voice sounds fine to me. This is... This is all because you lost your wife, isn't it? Okay, porcupine. We're not talking about my Ruby. Look, I know she inspired so many of your songs. All of my songs. Right. I... I can't imagine what it must be like to lose someone so special. But... Do you think this is what Ruby would have wanted for you? I mean... You out here... On your own, and never singing again? No, you don't understand. There's, there's no rock star living here anymore. Clyde, you just need to play again. Your songs will bring you back. You can. You can reconnect. No, I can't. I haven't even heard one of my songs in over 15 years. And for good reason. Ruby was... Everything. And I don't like honey in my tea. <sighs> He's not going to change his mind. He will, but you should go back. Me? What about you? I just need time with him. I can't just leave him like this. Point number three is God heals you. Going back to when I first read the Corinthians scripture, it said this. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. And I think it's so beautiful how Ash says, I can't leave him like this. I cannot leave him in his desperation, in his isolation, and in his pain. 
And that's what the church is here for. That what, that's what God is here for. That's what your leader is here for. That's what your pastor is here for. And if there are times you're sitting in church where it's poking you and I don't want to deal with that and that hurts and you're reminding me of things I don't want to remember, it is good for you because God does not want to leave you that way. And he realizes he's stuck in a moment. And how many of us can get stuck in a hurt and a pain? And I think it's so powerful, it's the word moment, because it doesn't have to be a bad moment. It actually could be a positive moment. It could be being the quarterback in high school, being the star cheerleader, being the homecoming queen, being the most amazing person at your workplace and getting an award one year, and you holding on to that. But that's not all that God has for you. Whether it's that or that breakup or, or that divorce or that child that you feel like is lost, remember that God always has a better plan. If you're a Christian, the way of the righteous winds upward. So the, whether you're stuck in the past of a hard moment or a good moment, your life is not defined by those moments. Your life is defined by the calling and the purpose that God has for you when you move past those moments. I've heard the quote, it says, all things must come to an end. And I don't like it. I'm changing it. All good things must come to an end. Then the next good thing begins. And I believe as, as Christians, yes, all good things come to an end, but God has a next best thing. God has a next good thing. What thing are you putting down to pick up so that you can walk in what God has called for you? Psalm 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And something I noticed during my husband brilliantly pointed out is during that scene, he actually has a scar on his nose that you see later, but you don't see it here. And you can see that God has healed a wound and healed a scar. And you'll see it in one of the scenes later, I'll point it out to you but that God has that scar, but it is, he's not affected by it anymore. He's unaffected by the scars. And Callaway says, he's like, I haven't done anything for 15 years. And what isolation does is it gets you more and more convinced that your calling and your gifting doesn't matter or isn't of God or isn't your time. If you're in older person here, young at heart person here, and you're like, well, that's so 15 years ago. No, it's not. If, if God's placed it on your heart still, then it's for you now still. And you can still pursue those things and you can still ask God to open doors and you can still believe in a God even though you may have been hurt in the past. And I'm well aware that there's people that are here that have been hurt by churches and pastors as well. But I'm telling you, we, the church is built up of humans. And no person is going to be perfect. And everywhere you go, guess what you're going to find? You, yourself. You. <laughs> so if you have come from another church and because of a hurt or an offense, I would encourage you to deal with that. Get your heart healed. And if something comes up again, don't let that wound reopen. Deal with it. Deal with it so you don't get stuck in isolation and get taken out of the calling that God has for you. Let's see what happens next when Calloway decides to step away and deal with his pain. <gasps> Clay Calloway. I remember you. It's crawling. It's crawling. It's crawling. Wake up. Wake up. We gotta get out of here. Coast is clear. Let's go. Come on, Miss Crawley. Come on. Come on. Come on. We'll all feel better when we're safe at home. You sure about that? Cause I can tell you, running and hiding away is not all that it's cracked up to be. Wow, we don't have a choice. Yeah, well, all these years I thought the same, but turns out there's always a choice. Just never had the guts to make the right one. Know what I mean? A victim. Oh. I shut down my show because of a talentless little twerp called Buster Moon. Seriously, you should have seen this teeny tiny loser. Oh, and his pathetic amateur friends. Let's just say whatever podunk town they crawled out of, that's where they belong. Because it sure ain't this great city. 
No. No, you see, Clay's right. What we're trying to do here, it takes guts. Guys, we 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 cannot let that 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 bully steal our hopes and dreams. No, no, no. We are way past singing and dancing now. Look, I, I know this might sound crazy. We got the theater back. Oh, just come on. One night only. Seriously? It's not like we can just sneak in there and put the show on behind Crystal's back. That is exactly what we're going to do. Yes! <gasps> Maybe it's like room service? Open up or you're dead, Moon! Okay, it's not room service. You and your dumb friends better not be hiding in there. What are we going to do? Guys, we just gotta be brave now. Are you saying we should fight these thugs? No, no, they'll beat us to a pulp. Ah! We're gonna put this show on whether Crystal likes it or not. But first, we're gonna jump out that window. <laughs> what? I'm beginning to like this guy. Look at that. Callaway goes from, I'm not being in your dumb show to, come on, let's do this. All because he deals with his hurt, his pain, he takes a step of faith, and then he uses that courage to encourage the other people that are in their discouragement. What a wonderful picture of the body of Christ. When we choose to heal from our past, we can contribute to helping others on their journeys and pull the body of Christ closer. I love it. So brave. Incredible. Okay, I'm going to bring it home now. This is coming to an ending, and I have just a couple more short clips to show you what happens when each one of these characters deals with their stuff, believes in God's purpose, and you can see the final product of what magnificent thing is pulled together. So why don't we roll the next clip? Cause you're a sky, cause you're a sky full of stars. Cause you light up the path That's my boy
It's okay. Just sing. Your songs will carry you. No. This is a mistake. Please. It's been so long. I'm not ready. I'm sorry. as I come to a close. Such an epic portrait. He's singing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And I just sitting on the front row had the revelation. We haven't found what we're looking for because God designed us and destined us to live in heaven with him. But we're placed on this earth to be his representation for such a time as this. Of course, you still haven't found what you're looking for. But while we're here, we have our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to do life with, to be with, and to make an impact for his kingdom. You broke the bonds and you loosed the chains, carried the cross of my shame. Oh, my shame, you know I believe it. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I wanna give the opportunity for anyone here who has yet to meet their Lord and Savior, who has yet to give their life to Jesus. Our Father longs for a relationship with Him. And as you can see in this show that 
People bring their things, people bring their hurts, people bring their doubts and their discouragement. And just like the body of Christ, we bring those things into a place, but it's a community. It's a community of people that are here to stand with you, that are here to encourage your faith, encourage you in your relationship with God. If you're here today and you have never surrendered your life to Jesus, I'm gonna count to three right now and I want you to lift your hand as a sign of surrender to a God in heaven that loves you, cares about you, believes in you, has called you, has given you a purpose, wants you to be healed and set free. One, two, three. Lift your hand if that's you today. Be bold, be courageous. Lift that your hand if that is you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit in this place. If you're wondering if I'm talking to you and why that message was written just for you, I am talking to you. Now's the time to lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. Just a couple more seconds. I see a couple hands on this section over here. Thank you, Lord. I see a hand up the back. I see a hand in the middle. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. I see another hand lifted here. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place right now. We surrender to your Holy Spirit. If you lifted your hand just now, could you repeat this prayer after me? And we're all gonna do it together. You have a, a body of Christ and a community who all plays a different part to stand with you as you pray and as you receive salvation. So repeat after me, church. Dear God, I thank you for salvation. I pray for forgiveness of my sins. I submit and surrender my life to you. I thank you, Lord, that you love me. I wanna say that again. I thank you, Lord, that you love me. And I thank you that my best days are ahead of me. And the church said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.